Hey there, welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. My name's Ryan, and we have an incredible interview with Village Lights that we're going to jump right into. Check it out. Yeah, we are um, three kind of individual worship leaders, friends, kind of before um, we started um, Village Lights. And um, it was really just kind of one night we um, were all booked to do a worship night, young adult worship night together in Atlanta. Um, and we were all living in Nashville at the time, so we drove down and um, and the, the night was really amazing. Um, like kind of like earth shattering for all three of us. And we uh, decided um, that night that we wanted to do that more. And Sarah and Ricky had already been like kind of talking about starting like a worship collective and. I had thought about it in my head um, and told no one. So it all kind of like, <clears throat> just like stars aligned. Um, so we, yeah, we just wanted to, we tried to move forward and, and be more intentional about writing. So we um, started to write some um, songs together. And then um, our friend Matt Marr <clears throat> kind of caught wind of what we were doing and, um, and started writing um intentionally with us so we had three three songs three songs written and with plans of trying to you know make this kind of more of a thing we met several times trying to figure out a name um i think it was probably three individual sessions before we settled on village yeah. lights um <clears throat> and uh and, the, and then, yeah so we we're trying to move forward but also we were three of us individually busy as well and then, and then COVID hit, um, and which, you know, obviously things had to slow down immensely for everyone, um, but especially for traveling musicians. And so we were just kind of at home and uh, Integrity Music um, decided to, for some reason, um, partner with us, um, just three worship leaders with three songs. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, they um kind of got the ball rolling we we recorded the three songs did an ep that came out last march something like that yeah i can't remember um and we recorded that at my mar studio did it live um and then uh and then we did a writing camp um, integrity put together a writing camp um and where we wrote all the songs for our newest record that just came out <clears throat> kingdom uh so yeah that's kind of like a little bit of background on maybe up to date on where we are right now Did I miss anything? It's good it's good it's very cool i'd love to we, we had matt mar on the podcast earlier this year and he was like in his studio and gave us a little bit of a tour like to just kind of wrap that little thing up there can you tell us like from your perspective it looked super neat but like what, what's some stuff that struck you about that studio yeah, uh, he's always he's always adding stuff to it too. So seriously. I don't even know <laughs> what you saw and what we used. Um, yeah, but actually, we when we did our EP originally, we wanted to like fill a room full of people and sing songs together. But obviously, that went out of the window pretty quick. Um, right. So we just kind of went in there and into that space and kind of like played with our band and played through these songs. But then uh, we actually got to spend a lot of time in this studio working on this record months and months <laughs> of 
of Matt being weird and nerding out about gear and just getting all excited <laughs> about all the things. Uh, so yeah, we used every nook and cranny of that place, but it's a pretty cool space. Cool vibes, very vibey. Guitars True. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. We used the Wurlitzer and his piano and a lot of cool goat nails, I believe, on all the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all kinds of trinkets. Awesome. So it, it was yeah. fun. That's funny. But yeah. Yeah. What I loved about it too is it felt like it felt like making a record at home a little bit because like Ike said, we wrote our the first EP the first three songs that we ever wrote as a collective with Matt in that studio. So it was like really special to record our first EP there, record our first full length album there. It just felt like home territory. So it was pretty, pretty sweet. That's really cool. I'm, I'm looking at the kind of like the little rundown for you guys um, reading here. You said you guys see yourself uh, more than a band, but rather a movement for those who seek justice in our world and a church. Could you maybe unpack that a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think the intention behind that is we don't necessarily want to just be another, um, just another band, um, that's adding music to the already large, um, uh, lexicon of worship music, but, (laughs) um, but also to be intentional about, um, uh yeah i don't know about moving forward um in the world as christians and making sure that our worship leads somewhere um that it leads to um unification and justice and um righteousness you know um i always have personally i always have that amos amos um scripture in my head because uh you know like i hate all your songs and your festivals and i Mm. you know instead i want to see uh you know, um, I want to see an endless procession of righteous living and um, waters to flow like justice, you know, like um, justice yeah. to flow like waters, you know. And so, like, I, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I always feel like, um, you know, our worship, our worship should lead somewhere. And I think that is um, where we are. Um, and especially, we definitely want to, we want our um, experiences, especially like when we move, you know, start getting on the road more not just to have a night where you come and buy our merch but um that we're pretty intentional about um worshiping with um with all people and then encouraging um those people in those communities to uh to reach out to their to the to the people around them and to you know obviously you know when you're talking in 2018 about what we want our nights to look like and their <laughs> you know we we want a bunch of people in a room packed together sweaty like food and all this stuff you know and and, uh you know we're (laughs) we feel pretty hampered right now obviously by the current situation but um yeah yeah, we also believe you know obviously this will this will hopefully end someday soon so who would have thought (laughs) who would have thought honestly yeah I think that's what's cool about the first time we ever played together is we just kind of like hung out with everyone that was there for like a while. Sure. It's kind of like real chill environment. And we're like, kind of, that's what we want to be about where there's no like boundaries. Anyone's kind of invited to what we're doing. And uh, the record that we did is kind of like exemplary of that because all the songs we focused on the theme of like Christ's kingship and part of the reason for that, there was a feast day instituted in like the 60s 
um, that was basically a response to all like rising nationalism and division in the world that they wanted to make this day where we just recognize Christ as king above all else. And uh, that was kind of like a powerful theme with like all that's going on in our world and how divided it can seem. And it is and like tensions arising that we can unify on that and even just unify above denomination above. That's why it's cool that we have these big like worship moments in it. And also some like random liturgical pieces kind of like bridging some gaps um, where however you, you practice church, you can find something that calls out to you. What are you guys with uh with all of this past two years just being wild, like what, what's the Lord taught you guys about worship? Wow. That's a deep question. <laughs> that's a deep question, Ryan. Dang. Um, what can I say? I think I'll start. I'll take a stab at it first. Um, I think everything had to pivot. Uh, I was leading worship, doing events every single week, uh, pre COVID and it all shut down obviously. And, um, I'm not really at a single church. I'm kind of an itinerant ministry. All of us are. And so we were doing things as a collective, we were doing things as individuals and it all went virtual and all went to just me staring at a screen leading worship. And, um, but what it taught me is like, that worship is a universal it 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 knows no bounds like especially with technology these days like i led worship for people in australia i led worship for people in the uk i led worship for people all across the united states and even though i couldn't hear people singing like i still felt the spirit moving and so i it just taught me like i put god into a box way too often thinking that i have to like worship in a certain way or do a certain set list and a certain time or whatever. I just feel like we, we put them into a box too often. We put the Holy spirit into a box and into our own timelines and into our own service, like uh, playlist or whatever. And, uh, and I just don't want to do that anymore. I just, yeah. I think God is a lot more wild <laughs> than we give him credit for and a lot more yeah. um, free spirited and just, yeah. Uh, just unbounded and and i just want to be better about being open to that to following where the spirit leads in my worship going back into being able to lead worship with people in person you know yeah that's good yeah i remember like because i was working at a church when you know the pandemic hit and uh, i remember leading worship virtually for the, you know for um, an empty church um and uh, I just kind of was like reminded there was a lot of churches that just didn't have church, you know, like they just couldn't, you know, str- we had like an iPad, you know, on a stand. We'd never streamed before. <laughs> so it was like super bare bones. And a lot of churches weren't, you know, they just weren't having church. I just thought I thought about that scripture, you know, like the rocks will cry out, you know, sure. uh, mm-hmm. worship is, is going to happen anyway um, outside of us. It's happening now, like saints and angels sit around the throne and we're just we get lucky enough to like participate in that but you know like we don't need they don't you know god doesn't need our songs you know i'm pretty sure saint michael's got some lyrics up there that are like way better than ours so like (laughs) i'm i you know like i for me it was you know it was like uh i remember i cried you know like and there were a lot of people who were you know it was like obviously super emotional time and uncertain but 
just thinking, um, I, you know, like I get to do this, not like, mm. Hey, I wrote this really cool song and I hope you like it. It's worship song, yada, yada, yada. But like, you know, this has already happened without me and I, and I'm still going to be able to join in, um, to what creation is doing, you know, um, even despite empty churches, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes when we get lost in the busyness, it can become pretty like systematic. Like I do the thing. This is how I do my set list. And this is the things I say. And this is yada, yada, yada. I need my tracks and whatever. And then when uh, everything kind of gets stripped away, oh, I think I was just quoting Heart of Worship in my head on accident. Oh, yes. stripped away. Uh, always, but always. that's kind of the vibe. Like I feel like with COVID, like my my sense of worship worship became just like me in a piano alone in a room a lot of times and just like praising god in that kind of intimacy without the lights or crowd or whatever else that um usually goes hand in hand with it in like church world um and it just kind of reminded me and gave me like a deeper sense of gratitude for like god himself and like a relationship but also just um, like that we're, we're able to partake in all that we are, even when we, when we are in those rooms with other people, it just kind of, sometimes you got to step back to gain like a deeper perspective of what we're actually doing and why we're doing it. Um, so now coming back to kind of yeah. serving communities, there's a lot, a deeper sense of gratitude for what we're actually d- doing. Yeah. What did, what do you think? Um, yeah. I guess, what advice do you have for worship leaders, given the fact that it's different almost everywhere? What kind of advice do you have? Maybe you guys have paved the way a little bit for those that are coming back and still trying to figure out how to get back to normal. Is there a back to normal? Is there something new that they should be looking towards? Like, just what what would you tell that worship leader that's still just trying to figure it out? Yeah, I think maybe um, expectations... And yeah, I don't even know if there is a normal, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think everyone's like, I can't wait till it gets back to normal. And it's like, I don't know. If we, I don't think that's going to be a thing, man. Like, it, this is like, we have to embrace kind of like the newness, you know? Um, and, uh, and, you know, like, I think, it, it, you know, just, I'd say that to a worship leader now, it's like patience, man. Just patience, 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 you know? Like, um, yeah um patience with yourself patience with maybe the people that you're leading worship for you know like because we're all like kind of probably processing collective trauma and um you know radical changes in lifestyle um in financial situations um and uh yeah they're just um i think you worship uh, like we you know like Maybe Ricky was saying, like we're stripping away a lot of things, yeah. um, and just be okay with being maybe small, you know, um, yeah. quieter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, gentler. You know, I don't know, um, and especially patient yeah. with yourself and with others. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go off of that a little bit. I. I agree. Like patience with yourself, uh, give yourself some grace and some space. Um, the advice that I always give to worship leaders and it's the advice that I need to hear myself is, uh, relationship with the Holy spirit, just 
like what happens in the quiet spaces of your prayer life at home are going to come out on stage are going to come out in your church. And so if you are not fostering like a true relationship, a true friendship with the Holy spirit, like we're never going to be able to, to be able to listen to him, to hear his voice when we're leading worship on stage. And I think especially now, like there's spaces that I go into that I'm like, man, I have no idea what these people need. I don't, I don't even begin to understand. I can't even begin to understand what this community might have suffered the past two years and, and what they're needing to hear in worship and the Holy spirit just takes it. And I can't imagine like how many things I would have missed if I, if I wasn't paying attention, you know? And so mm-hmm. I've really just been trying to take that to heart the last couple of years is just really investing in my prayer life, investing in a relationship with the Holy spirit again, so that we can just be good listeners. I think being a worship leader is, is really be about being a good listener and submitting yourself constantly to the spirit, to Christ. And, and so that's, that's my little piece of advice and encouragement. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit, like you guys came across each other, like touring and doing things together, but how, how would you, uh, you guys are doing kind of what a lot of local worship leaders would love to do is to be able to network with local worship leaders and do stuff together. You got like, how would you distill down, you know, what, what would you suggest a couple local worship leaders do to foster something like you guys got going? Yeah, it's a bit hard to say because it happened pretty organically. Like the first time sure. I met Ike was uh, getting a, a beer, you know, and just like happen, happening to live near each other and then finding out that I don't think he even heard me lead worship till we were doing it together, you know? So yeah. um, I think it's really like just kind of everyone's circumstances are different, but if you're being rooted in where you are and kind of like really doing the thing, you're going to meet other people that are either drawn to that or also are kind of doing the same things and just kind of, I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't, it just all came together so naturally, but I think that's kind of part of it is if you're just um, serving God and putting yourself in different spaces, you're going to encounter people you connect with and you're going to encounter people that kind of share the same vision as you or go about the world in a similar way and kind of just collaborate from there. But it took a long time for us to actually start collaborating. Uh, so yeah, because I've known like Ricky for, I'd known Ricky, you know, before we started writing, like maybe a year, two years. Yeah. And but I'd known Sarah for a long time, like probably like seven or eight, nine years. I don't yeah. know. So you know, and we had never really done a whole lot together, you know. So right. Um, you know, which, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it does, it kind of does take patience and time. I know in like the city that I'm in, in Phoenix, you know, there's like a couple of friends who have like very, you know, started a Facebook group and like they do like a meetup yeah, of like cool. local worship leaders, Um, you know, like super, you know, they're pretty intentional about like pursuing, especially, you know, like, especially in this time was of super uncertainty and, and ch- for church workers, you know, it was like, kind of like a yeah. you know cool touchstone for, for some people so probably i don't know doing that kind of stuff like using social media like yo who's a worship leader in this town like can we get coffee can we hang out you know um, not even like can we get together and like write songs so that's always kind of thing like yo let's write we're like can we just hang for a second you know like <laughs> right. just, just like get to know each other which is what i'm really grateful like being in a relationship with these two even before we try to write a song together 
um, I think yeah. was, was pretty big, you know? Yeah. So yeah, relationship at the core for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> it comes more naturally that way when you're already in relationship um, and there's like a trust there, the creative right. aspect opens up all the more when you're friends first, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Way talk less about awkward uh, writing rooms, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so let's go back to, back to the new album kingdom. Like what, what's uh, what it's been out for just a little bit now. What, what's God been doing? What have you guys been seeing with it? Hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's been such a journey to get to this point, to be honest with you, it feels a little bit surreal for it to be out at least for me, um, you know, we've, we've dreamed about this for years and, uh, and it's going to work a lot of time. And, um, and I think also like with COVID happening, it just feels like a time warp and it feels like what, what actually is happening, you know, in some, in some aspects. And so it just feels really surreal to have it out. And, uh, I just feel like it's, it's definitely like a dense piece of work, but it's not, it's like what, 45 minutes or something like that from start to finish this whole album. And um, so it, it can feel a little bit intimidating. I think when you first see it, it's like 16 tracks. You're like, Whoa, what's, what's happening here. But like, we've talked about so many times, a lot of the tracks are like 10 seconds, 30 seconds long. And um, it really, the intention behind it was that it would be listened to from start to finish. You know um, yeah. that's, that's definitely what we had in mind when we first did it, but it's just really exciting to have it out there. And I think a lot of people are, um, are finding it in their own time and, and connecting with it in all kinds of different ways. It's been really beautiful to see. That's cool. Yeah. I have a friend of mine, there's a song at the end of the record called there's peace. And, you know, she has been, uh, you know, just really struggling with faith in general, but she texted me and she said, I don't know where you were, you know like your headspace when you like did this song because it was live you know but she's like I really believe that you know like and um you know she's like it's like part of like my advent prayer you know um and I you know was like really kind of touched by that you know um that it's not just for the people with like two feet in the church doors but you know this past two years there's a lot of people who are like turn you know like with you know one foot out the door you know um and but uh the war kingdom is not just for the people who are like solidly in the pews you know um with everything figured out like i hope this is you know i think our hope is that this reaches um you know even the people who um might be close to leaving you know who are super frustrated who are um you know whatever wherever you are at on the spectrum of your own faith walk especially with this in these, you know, kind of hard, difficult times, um, that it would catch you and that you, um, you know, like that you would see like, yeah, you know, um, this kingdom, you know, God's kingdom, um, Christ's kingship is, uh, uh, something that I, I want to be under and that it's, it's soft and it's gentle and it's welcoming and it's open and it's inclusive and it's, um, um, and it's about, you know, more than just, um, you know, streams and sales and, um, yeah, you know, I think, I, I, I think it's just the kind of the beginning, you know, and, and we really love, um, integrity, um, just to say that just because I think they're invested in, 
um, in, a, in growth um, and in our vision of being more than just a, just a band with songs. Um, so it really just, this feels like, it just feels like a, it just, it really does feel like a, just the beginning um, of, you know, of a journey, you know? Um, so, you know, but I think the response has been, you know, really great. My mom really likes it. So um, <laughs> that's half that's the battle right there. Yeah. <laughs> always good. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's just been cool too. Like I know myself and I have dabbled in, in non-church music as well. And it's cool to see like even friends of mine that don't attend church, don't, some don't even believe in God. They're like, hey, it's pretty cool tracks on that thing. <laughs> uh, cool. Which, but then there's the flip side where there's some people that are like super like they're like, oh my gosh, those liturgical pieces. Like I'm really into like liturgical church and that's so beautiful. And I think it's cool that it's like serving both. Like we have some songs that one of the songs was like inspired by like interstellar soundtrack, you know, there's like some yeah. some spacey elements in there. There's <laughs> there's all kinds of like things for all kinds of people. So it's been really cool to see like the start of that. And uh, we kind of tossed it in near Christmas season too. So I feel like we're just starting to even get it in people's ear holes. Um, so, yeah. But it, it's been cool to, to see how it's moved different people in different That's ways. Awesome. Yeah. 